liftoff and the clock has started. Pixel Life. This is episode 238, recording on April 11th, 2023. I am not Zach Anderson. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here this week to record with us, but I'll tell you who's back from his honeymoon. It's Mr. Shannon Aloha More. What's up, buddy? It's so good to be back. Actually, it sucks, but um, I'm happy to be here with you talking about video games this week. Dude, I know I missed you. I want to know how was your trip? How was the uh, the the state that shouldn't be? You mean Hawaii? Yeah, a lot uh, of people don't recognize Hawaii as a state and refuse to since it's not connected to the United States. There's all those I don't know. So is Alaska toting. not a state? Basically, dude, there's people that like fight for the fact that like Hawaii and Alaska are considered states. <laughs> okay, I that's news to me, and I'm 42, I'm 43 years old now. Um, but anyway, um, Hawaii was great. Um, so uh, we got there, um, and it was raining. Uh, in you know the weather had been pretty bad in California. Um, it was awesome for the wedding, uh, which Justin was able to make it out for, um, which is great. Um. And then, yeah, we got to Hawaii and it was monsooning when we landed in the airport. Like we actually the rain was so bad. We had to um, do a, like a flyby at the airport. Like we came in for a landing and the and the guy and the pilot was like, nope. And like pulled up and like came, made another pass, waited for like the rain to pass uh, the, the heavy rain. But um when we finally landed and the rain kind of cleared, we got to the resort and um, we got in the water to swim. And my wife was like, something just touched my leg. And I was like, we're going to get eaten by a shark. Um, so like we kind of like did that huddle close to close together in the water. You know, scenes from Jaws are flashing through my head. We uh, see a fin and we start to panic. And then. A little head. Well, I should I say little, but it was like the size of a grapefruit pops out of the water and it was a sea turtle. And uh, he was like, just kind of gave us that nod, like, what's up? And I was like, I forgot my camera. I need to run back inside right now. So I ran inside, got my camera, came back out, swam with the turtles for a little bit, got some pretty cool pictures. Um, we did some uh, whale uh, watching the next day and everybody was like, yeah, it's the end of the season. You're probably not going to see any humpbacks, but we'll give you your money back if you um, if you don't see anything. And uh, we went out on the boat and it was like the firework finale on the 4th of July. Like we saw like all of the whales. Um, so we got to see calves, which are like the baby humpbacks, like, you know, jumping out of the water. We got to see the mamas like swimming around. We got to see a bunch of, of males competing for the love of a female. So they were jumping on top of each other and slapping each other with their tails and stuff. That was pretty impressive. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all in all, like there were some phenomenal um, experiences. Um, we got to do a 2.1 mile hike uh, up a volcano. Um, so we went from like 
I think in the, in the two miles we hiked, we went up 1500 feet in elevation. Uh, so your boy is way out of shape for that. So it was rough. It was a rough experience, but, um, it was cool. Got some good pictures out of it and, uh, yeah. And then we came home. So whirlwind tour for a week. It sounds like it sounds like Mm -hmm. you, uh, had quite the time and then now you're back in California. You have to go back to fucking work. Yeah. I spent a lot of money. Yeah. You get to now that it's all over. You get to sit back and reflect on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will have those memories forever. I will not have that money back ever. <laughs> <laughs> but how about you? How have you been? Like I haven't, I haven't really been in communication with anybody cause I've just been, you know, just living the best life in Hawaii. So how you been? How, how have you been since the wedding? Um, I've been okay. So when I got back from California, um, I found out Sarah, my one dog that I I took the vet because she was limping and they did blood work and stuff. That finally came back and she tested positive for both valley fever and tick fever. Oh, boy. so uh, we had to get a bunch of medication. So she has to take about 10 pills a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has to take three and a half for tick fever every 12 hours. So in the morning, I we feed them to her at about like 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. And then for the valley fever, she has to take this like big ass orange pill once every 12 hours. So we give that to her again once in the morning at nine and then once at night. And she has to take the tick fever stuff for an entire month. And then she has to take the valley fever for an entire year. Wow. Yeah. So it's a lot of pills. I have two huge ass containers in the kitchen filled to the brim with just the valley fever pills. And that's only for six months. That's only a six month supply. So I'm going to have to get both those refilled again <laughs> for the full year. Wow. Yeah. But that she's is doing ridiculous. She's doing a lot better, though. She's no longer limping. Like she limps a little bit, but usually it's just when she's like in her crate for a long period of time, I think like laying on her hip and Mm -hmm. stuff but she's like actually like walking around more and doing whatever so she's getting better so the antibiotics appear to be working which is all i can ask for that's great and at least you get to feed it to her instead of giving it to her suppository style dude honestly suppository might be easier man dude like (laughs) after like the first now she's been taking it for about i'd say almost two-ish like weeks at this point Mm -hmm. dude like she's on to it like I put it in the lunch meat, whatever, like in the morning, she usually takes it very well. In the afternoon, she she knows. And it's like she just spits it out like she does not want it. And I'm like, no. So I have to like sit there and pry her fucking mouth open with the jaws of life and just throw it in there. And then I hold her <laughs> mouth closed and I shake her head and try and get her to swallow it. And then she's like sitting there with her tongue trying to push it out. So I blow in her nose to try and like get her to swallow it. It's a fucking struggle we we finally picked up some like soft dog food though that i'm gonna try grinding the pills up and then just like mixing it in the wet dog food and hopefully Mm -hmm. she'll eat it that way because let me tell you the the struggle of trying to fold it origami style in the lunch meat (laughs) and get her to take it it's it's a struggle (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you couldn't just like shove it in like the, the like the casing of a sausage or something and then just like throw that out there dude that's the problem dude if you leave it to their own devices they they know dude they will eat around that fucking pill there's <laughs> multiple times where 
I thought she swallowed it. And then Megan's like, dude, I found these next to the water bowl. And it was like one and a half pills. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, I thought I sit there and make sure that she actually swallowed, but like got caught, I think, in the side of her gums or something. She fucking spit them out. I'm like, dang, bitch. Yeah. Some like some like prison style right there, like putting it in the gums and like hiding it for later or like. (laughs) Seriously. It's like, dude, you think this is fun for me? Like, it's not fun. (laughs) I'm like, and you need to take this shit to get better. It's bad enough. I think it'll be infinitely easier once the month is up because the month one is the one where she's having to take like eight pills a day, essentially. So once that's gone and it's just the Valley fever one where it's just two pills a day, that's Mm going to be so much easier because it's not going to, I think it's just the sheer amount that I'm having to give her is she's just over it. I'm like, you think you're over it, dude? I'm over it. So is this tick fever similar to like Lyme's disease or like something like that? Or is it like something that only dogs get? Like I'm trying to figure out like you have like you have four other dogs, right? Yeah, I have four huskies total. I don't know how she got it, to be real on. I don't even know how she got the valley fever. Like I know it, you can get it through dirt and whatever because my, my entire yard is is rock and dirt. I don't have grass. I don't have ticks. They When I took her in initially for her first vet visit when she was initially limping – they were, they like you know they didn't know what was wrong with her like she wasn't crying in pain she she was limping a little bit but for the most part she was fine so they ran blood work because they said oh you know one of the side effects of valley fever is like joint soreness and stuff so they specifically tested for that but i don't know how she got tick fever and they said though luckily it's not transferable between Mm -hmm. dogs they were like as long as she doesn't like bleed in any of their mouths like she can't give it to them but Mm -hmm. it's just so weird that you know one of four (laughs) got it and i don't know how or why huh well write write to netflix and they'll put it out on an unsolved mysteries thing and, and maybe you'll get an answer yeah and then it'll get canceled after a season I mean, Netflix is going to do what Netflix is going to do. Dude, but anyway. But, but I am I am excited to, uh, since Zach is away, there's not really news this week. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what there is. A fuck ton of new anime. Anime <laughs> Sirens. <laughs> so, a ton of new animes have started this season. The new season of Demon Slayer just started. The yes. Sword uh, Village arc. Oh yes, I saw the uh, I saw that that was it's out on Crunchyroll now, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to get on that because I that is one episode that is one series that my now wife and I will watch together. So that is like a Friday show for us. Yes. So the first episode of that is out. It's like fifty minutes. Sweet. But it's it's good doing a lot of building up. We actually. Like, it starts off showing you the, the main villain dude. Like, we haven't seen him really at all. Like, in the first two scenes, just little bits and pieces here. And we finally get to, like, see him, like, right off the bat this episode. So I'm like, all right. Like, I'm hoping, like, make me care about him. Like, <laughs> I want him to be really cool, but he just looks like vampire Michael Jackson. And... Pretty much. But, I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, I mean, this arc is going to, I mean, like, this story is going to be long, right? Because there's, like, there's 10 of like the 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 it's like the top 10 like demons right and when they've only killed like 10 and 9 right they're on 8 right now uh well cuz they they killed oh, no. they killed one of the upper 5 at mm-hmm. the end of season 2 
Yeah, the oh yeah, the uh the lady, right? Or the, the Yeah, where the it was the twins. Yeah. Well it was the twins, yeah, the yeah, brother, yeah. sister. So yeah, they killed one of the upper five, which I'll tell you right now, they are not thrilled that that happened. <laughs> since it's the first time apparently in like 150 years that that has happened. So the main dude is pretty pissed off that that occurred under his watch. Um, But so that started. Uh, there's a lot of new animes that have started that are mm. incredibly dope. One of them, which I definitely recommend for you, it's called Hell's Paradise. Yes. Okay, I've I've heard of it. Yes, it is about this assassin who cannot be killed. Like he wishes for death, but they've tried <laughs> like cutting his head off and doing whatever, and he he just won't die. But he has like no love for life. He wants to die, but can't. And then comes to terms with the fact that he actually does want to live, but he's murdered millions of people and in order for him to return back to his village and return to his wife he has to get a pardon from this emperor dude and in order to do that he has to go he gets sent to this island with like nine other death row convict people and they have to return with this elixir of life and whoever returns with it will get the pardon or whatever and be relinquished of all their crimes. So it's basically him going to this island that nobody returns alive from to get this thing. And it's super gory. Uh, the animation is beautiful. It's animated by uh, Mappa, who are the same people who did Chainsaw Man. Like the animation style is very much Chainsaw Man. Mm -hmm. And so it's really good looking. And I'm excited for it. It looks like it's going to be a fun ride. Now, does it start off like pretty fast paced or is it a slow burn? Like, does it take a while oh. to get going? Oh, no, it's two episodes in. And by the end of this second episode, like they're already going to the island. Okay. Um, so it's pretty fast paced. And like, there's a lot of uh, like, you know, character exhibition, whatever in the first episode. But the second episode, there's a lot of killing. Like a lot of because there there was there was more than ten prisoners that were selected to go to the island. They had to uh battle royale fight club until there was ten left. So mm. a lot of people got killed in the second episode. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm here um, for it. Yes. So that one's been really good. Another one I recommend. There's only one episode about of it so far, but it's called Mashal Magic and Muscles. <laughs> okay. So I'm intrigued. Yeah, let me pitch this to you. So it's basically, imagine the world of Harry Potter, except Harry cannot use magic. He was born with the ability to not do magic. So instead, he cannot do magic in a magic world. So what did he do? He lifted weights and got <laughs> fucking ripped. And in a world where everyone does magic, his strength is his muscles. And so... His whole thing is in this world, people who are born without magic are essentially scum and are usually killed at birth because they're wasted potential, basically. So they get murdered. He survived because someone just ditched him out in a fucking alleyway somewhere. And this old dude found him and raised him. So a lot of like Dragon Ball Z, Goku kind of upbringing here. 
<laughs> and so they lived out in the middle of nowhere because he couldn't use magic. So they kind of hid from society. But he goes into town one day and an altercation incurs. So then now the magic police are on to him and follow him back home. And he beats the shit out of them because he's so strong. And the lead <laughs> officer is like, all right, I'll make a deal with you. He's like, look, I know you just want to live a peaceful life. And he's like, but what I want you to do is enroll in this school for gifted magic users and become the best and get the every year there's a blessing or whatever of like the chosen whatever of the school if you get the blessing then you will have to be recognized by the entire world because you receive the blessing that normally people who use magic get but you have no magic if you get that blessing then i'll leave you alone and i just want like the fame and money and notoriety or whatever that comes with it so now he's enrolling in this school of magic users when he can't use magic, but he's just swole patrol. <laughs> this sounds absolutely ludicrous. It is. Uh, so, okay. So if he can't use magic, uh, like how is like, <laughs> how, how is he going to get into the, how does he get into the first, like, <laughs> how does it even work in the school? Because like everybody else is using magic and they have their wands or their whatever. Like, you know, he's just, I mean, is he immune to like the effects of magic? Like if he gets hit with like a fireball, like somebody casts a spell on him, does it just negate, does he, like magic just can't happen to him? So I'll tell you right now, episode one ends with him like walking up to the school to enroll and that's how it ends. So there's only one episode so far. Hmm. But when he fought the magic police, like they were shooting spells at him. He just fucking hit it away. Like he was just like, <laughs> boom, like smacked it away. And the one dude, uh, was like, oh, and he like had this huge barrier and he's like, magic can't pierce me. And he picked up his grandpa's wand or his dad's wand, whatever. And he's like, oh, he's like, he can't use magic. What is he going to do with that? And he fucking harpoons it <laughs> at the dude. And it like goes like through the barrier and like scratches the side of his face and fucking sticks in the wall and just lawn darted it at him. He's like, yeah, next time it won't miss. He's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that. I, I'm, I, I will give it a try. Yes, so I do really like that one. Uh, another one that I've been interested in, and it wasn't on my radar before. It's called My Home Hero. And <laughs> okay. the whole premise is this dude's daughter is dating this guy who's like rolling with the Yakuza, and he's a total piece of shit, is like beating <laughs> her, extorting her for money, whatever. And the dad kind of catches on to it when he like goes out on like to have lunch with her or something the one day. So he's kind of following her around and spying on this stuff. Well, he sneaks, he like he sneaks into her apartment and is like snooping around and then the dude comes home and so he's hiding in the closet and ends up like dropping his phone in the closet and stuff. So then the dude goes to like open the closet and he kind of fight or flight kicks in and tackles the dude and like hits him over the head with this like I don't know, like kettle and fucking kills him. <laughs> uh -oh. And then, so now uh, him and his wife are like, okay, well, what are we doing with the body? And so now it's like, as a family, they're like figuring out how to like dissolve bodies and, <laughs> oh, plant them in the yard. And you, well, you have to boil the flesh off first and do all this shit. And no, no one's ever killed someone before. This is like the first time this has ever happened to them. But then while all this is going on, these other Yakuza people are now looking for this dude. 
and Mm -hmm. they're kind of suspicious of the daughter and like okay well you know what the fuck's going on with her and her family and stuff so they're kind of like spying on them and then it's like they know the yakuza are spying on them though so then they're like setting up situations or whatever like get around that or to do whatever to try and like push them off of them and stuff so it's just like back and forth going between the two of them so it's it's pretty uh it's like a thriller, I guess, but it's it's been very interesting so far. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it kind of sounds like one of those uncomfortable dramas, kind of like a Breaking Bad or something like that, where there's always like a little bit of tension and like drama. Yeah. So it's in. So and there's like some other good animes and so I won't sit there and just rattle you off. Those were my favorites of the new ones, of course, that have started. But there's tons of other like so many isekais this season of you know i i died in the, in this world and then i was reborn in another world with super godlike powers and then there's one that's like the season two of uh in another world with my smartphone started where it's dude who has a smartphone <laughs> in another world and he gets like nine wives and they go around fucking shit of and it's okay. totally it's stuff that i would never like recommend someone to watch but it's just garbage anime that I fully enjoy. That's awesome. I mean, I'm here for it. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's a good time to to be into anime. But I think, do you ever feel that like it's just the same kind of stuff, like just kind of in a different universe? Like, do you ever get tired of the anime that you watch? See, it depends. Like, there's a lot that comes out different see like these said like there's tons of isekai i don't watch all of them but usually like ones with interesting twists or whatever to them like are ones that i'll watch like the smartphone one is kind of garbage i like wouldn't recommend it but i enjoy it there's like another one that started called dead mount death play where the corpse god is the one who gets isekai but he gets isekai from a fantasy world into like modern day japan but he <laughs> still has his powers so mm-hmm. he can like see souls and like summon demons and shit in like normal Japan. And some chick tried to kill him in episode one. And he summoned this giant skeleton hand and like stabbed her through the stomach and pinned her to the wall and killed her. Mm. So like that's an interesting kind of twist on the genre. Because it's mm-hmm. like after a while, it's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of the same thing over and over. Like, oh, I got hit by a truck and now I'm in video game world, whatever. But. I don't watch them all. Like sometimes I'll start them and see if I'm interested in it. And then after a couple episodes, I'll fall off if it's not keeping my attention, but nice. Has there been any updates to your um, attack on Titan season finale? No, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I'm still very, it's still a sore subject, Shannon. And, (laughs) you know, supposedly we're getting the next part of it in fall. So I think it's still like, five months away at this point good to know good to know i am still slowly working my way through the my hero academia um seasons to get caught up uh i thought i was further along uh sadly i'm not i think um i still got like two or three more seasons to catch up (laughs) yeah it's like the season six just ended yeah, uh, I think I'm on the beginning of season. F- I think I have one more episode in season three, and then I'm on season four. So, <laughs> so behind still, dude. I am so far behind. It's not even funny. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, I was getting ready for the wedding. Now 
no more wedding. So I'm going to have more free time to do things that I want to do, which is great. Dude, that is great. So uh, I guess that covers anime. Zach can tune in again now. Uh, and uh, we can get into some trailer trash. Uh, let me let me get our friend out over here. Boys, let me tell you. Sometimes you find these golden nuggets and you got to hold on to them for all that they're worth. In this episode of Trailer Trash. So, uh, this week, um, there were some, uh, I think there was like a Star Wars kind of uh, extravaganza where they showed a whole bunch of trailers. Uh, we saw Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Um, what do you think about that? You know, I really liked uh, Visions 1. Um, so, I watched a little bit of this trailer, but I didn't want to watch the entire thing because I didn't want to know too much. That was kind of what I really enjoyed about volume one was I just saw very brief trailer thing for it and then kind of went in really blind to it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I enjoyed was kind of getting to figure out a lot of the stories and stuff like that. But the animation looks great. Again, I'm excited that we're getting a second season. I like how like broad and across like the entire universe of star Wars, a lot of them cover. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see kind of like now that they've got one season under their belt, like what they do to fall, like what they learn from season one going into season two. Yeah. Um, I was pretty excited for half of maybe the first season, uh, like that that whole first season, like it was hit or miss, right? Because you didn't really yeah. know what to expect. Um, so I was very pleasantly surprised with the first episode. And I think maybe it was like every other episode was, you know, something that I, I, I found some joy in. There was one that was like super, like hyper Technicolor anime style um that i think remember like sticking out like there were the twins right like there was like a brother and yeah the, where, where he splits the ship in half with the lightsabers yeah, yeah like... that was like legit rad and i was like okay this this has my attention but there were you know there were just as many that were like okay i really don't understand what they're going for here um so i hope they like you're saying i hope they kind of find um like that sweet spot that you know shows the different art styles that the artists are, you know, uh, representing, but also sticks with something that's more palpable to a lot of people. Like that kind of hits more of the mainstream, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that much success to them um, with the, with this new season, but uh, you know, that I think that was heavily overshadowed by the Ashoka uh, trailer or Ashoka. I don't I don't know how to pronounce it. Justin, don't at me. Um, or not just. I think uh, it's just Robbie. Ahsoka. Yeah, whatever. Ashuka, Ahsoka, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's um, it looks good. It like I'm still going to reserve more judgment until I see more. But like this first trailer was good. I mean, it was a good. It was a good showing initially. What do you think? Yeah, it looked really good. I did like, you know, in when she was in the Mandalorian and stuff, mm -hmm. the couple episodes here and there and stuff. I did like her. It's like it's one of those where I don't know, they're like pumping 
these like I, I think they slowed down a little bit but like you know they've been pumped like i didn't watch andor mm-hmm. um there's like so many other star wars shows it's like you know boba fett was just hey here's like some mandalorian stuff at the end and stuff so it's like <laughs> i'm hoping it's really good um but i'm also kind of like, it's one of those things where i hope i don't watch it and go i don't know why this needed its own show like they could have just done like maybe an episode or two in the Mandalorian again or something like with her instead of like that was the whole thing like oh Boba Fett was kind of good when it was just like oh okay yeah he was Boba Fett stuff in the Mandalorian but then they're like oh let's give him six or seven of his own episodes and it's like dude we we really didn't need this yeah um I I kind I'm kind of in the same boat as you because the one thing that I was looking at when I was watching that trailer was her character development right like and it doesn't seem like she like the animated like ahsoka from like the was it the um the clone wars like series like that was the character i wanted right like a little bit more animation a little bit more uh character like you know there's highs and lows there right like there's emotion and i get that she's younger and like in this one she's older right she's like a grown-up now and she's mastered her emotions or whatever you want to say but um i would like to see more of a of a well-rounded character she just seems very dry and i think if she has like an eight episode arc where i have to sit through that for like eight hours i might not want to watch that so that's that's kind of where i'm holding my you know that's where i'm just kind of on bated breath to see if that's actually what it is or see if they kind of develop that character a little bit more. Cause it's a character I like. Yeah. And I know that was kind of one of the problem with Robbie's going to turn over in his grave, but with Obi-Wan and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it, it could have been a two hour movie and mm-hmm. they made it a, you know, six episode show instead. And you, you felt it. Mm-hmm. it could have also yeah i mean obi-wan could have gone a whole bunch of different directions and we're not going to go into that because i mean that's a whole like another show in itself but uh but yeah i was there's a i mean yeah i don't know what's going on with disney like they sit there and they say that they're going to scale back on a lot of their production and they're going to slow down their show rollout for disney plus and all and their movies especially with marvel and star wars and then here we are like with a brand new star wars show like right after the mandalorian ends and right after Endor, andor and you know, there's it just it's like, dude, make up your mind. Like, you know, maybe shelve this for a little bit. Let it let 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 people stew, you know, but it's all right. They're just pushing it out the door. Speaking of it's all right. <laughs> the last trailer, we got uh, the Marvels. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I dude, look so. OK, I like the way the trailer started. Um, I like the whole, you know, okay, everybody's got their powers. They all work, um, you know, together. They basically have to work together because when one person uses the powers, that it seems like another person gets teleported to wherever they are when they're using the powers. It seems like there's a gimmick there, which could be pretty cool, and in certain battles could be pretty uh entertaining to watch. Um, I do like the cat. I forget what the cat's name is. Uh. The cat is back. Um, that's kind of cool. That gimmick has been played out numerous times, but you know, when Ms. Marvel like shows up and like, you know, the cat does its thing and she freaks out, that was pretty funny. 
Um, but I'm just hoping that all the funny parts of this movie weren't in the trailer, right? Uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see if we can take uh, Captain Marvel out of like the lower echelon Marvel movies and give her one, give her a victory. Do you think this is going to be? I have a theory that this is probably going to be the first Marvel movie that underperforms at the box office. Really, I don't think like, it will. See, I don't know. Like my so my basis of this is just a one. It's like I wasn't a huge fan of the first Captain Marvel movie. I know that was just me. It took me multiple times just to even get through it the first time. Mm-hmm. But so with this one though, not only so it's a sequel to that, mm-hmm. but then it's like to know these characters, it's like a you would have had like to know the one chick, you would have had to have watched WandaVision. To know mm-hmm. Camilla, you would have had to have watched Miss Marvel. And then I also don't know if this takes place before or after Secret Invasion with Nick Fury. I'm assuming after. So then it's like you have to watch Secret Invasion. So there's like three different shows in order to get like a grasp on these characters or what's happening that you have to sit through in order to have a bet. Like, do you have to? No, I'm sure you don't. But I feel like to get the full effect, you kind of do have to because it's all connected in some way. And it's just that's like a lot to ask, I think, instead of just, oh, watch Captain Marvel one before this one. Now it's, oh, you watch these three shows and Captain Marvel to understand what's happening. And then. Oh, I was just going to say, and then with like, you know, Shazam got destroyed at the box office. And I know that's DC, but it's like, I truly think like the superhero fatigue is kicking in. Like Ant-Man did not review as well as people thought, like the last couple Marvel movies, like has, have not reviewed as well as I'm sure people had hoped. And I think it's just the superhero fatigue is hitting. Yeah, I think... You know, I think a lot of directors that were in, involved in that first Marvel run that was so epic realized that it's not an easy task to put that many movies together and create this universe, right? I think you had some lightning in a bottle kind of experience there the first time. Uh, and they're struggling right now. And I, you know, there's clear villains now, which is great. Um yeah, I feel really bad that Ant-Man, they feel Ant-Man underperformed because I felt that that was a great movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I understand there's a lot of legwork in going to watch this movie. I get that. But people did it for Infinity War and Endgame. Like, I mean, people were sitting there being like, I, I want to see this movie, but I haven't. Like, I don't understand, like, what's happening? Why is it so important? And you're like, well, you got to watch these other 15 movies. And people were like, okay, I guess I'll do it. Like, I, get, <laughs> I have no choice. I want to see this movie. I want to understand what's going on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch these other movies. Um, so people have done it before. Um, but there was, a, there was a clear purpose and a clear reason and a villain that they wanted to understand and a universe that they wanted to immerse themselves into. I yeah. think, yeah, I think, they're, I think it's stale. And I think what they need to do is find ways to reinvent that universe again. I think they're trying they're trying to make it more comedic and lighthearted. And it seems like this has those moments. Um, Ant-Man was another one where like, there was a lot of drama. Um, there are high stakes, but there was a lot of levity um, in that movie. 
Um, so I think they're trying to find that groove. Um, and I think I'm going to give them a chance. I'm going to see it. Um, but, you know, we'll see where it goes. I'm I'm curious to see how they're going to tie that into, um, you know, this new arc. Yeah, and it's like I'm excited and I will probably end up seeing it. It's just one of those things where I know a lot of people are excited for Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. And then it's like after Guardians, there's just nothing. It seems like that people <laughs> are excited for Marvel wise. Yeah, I mean, the what was it? The Secret War comes out in June mm-hmm. and then the Marvels comes out in July. So, you know, it. It could be a good bookend. Could be, could be pretty interesting. Um, but we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That, that ends our trailer trash. Um, so I guess we can go into uh, what we've been playing this week. Um, you want to go first, Justin? Yeah, you know, I'll go first. Zach's not here, but he would be incredibly excited to hear that, yes, I did indeed finish Mario and Rabbids. Uh, nice. That, the last fight was incredibly long, just in the sense that there was like four phases that you basically, there's four phases that you had to like go through, but not only was it four phases, but you were controlling all nine characters or whatever at like the same time. So there was a lot of stuff on the board, so a lot of maneuvering things and turn. So turns took a minute to do because of having to set everybody up multiple times and do whatever. But it was a fun game. All in all, it was a cute ending. Uh, I I was debating getting the season pass, but there's only the one wave out right now, and it's like an endless. I don't know, like a almost like a. Horde mode? Horde mode kind of thing, yeah. Endless waves of fighting stuff. And I don't know. That's just wasn't enough to entice me. So I don't know what the other two expansions are going to be. So maybe they'll come out with something that'll make me want to return to it. But for right now, it's like I'm fine leaving it where it is. Now, did they do like the shitty ending where like you basically did this battle for like an hour and a half and then your ending was like a two minute little blurb or was it like an actual substantial ending to the game? No, it was a good, it was a pretty good, like epic, like fight. Like they did a good job with the final with Cursa or whatever that you're like fighting. Cause you had to fight Cursa and then I guess spoilers for Mario and Rabbids. If you're in, but then it's like you get Rosalina back and then you have Rosalina and she's kind of floating in the middle. And then you're having like, charge her up to shoot like beams at cursa so everyone's kind of having to effectively like attack rosalina or whatever but it's like attack these like little things that will charge her stuff her beam to blast and you had to do that like two or three times in order to like open up cursa or whatever and then like finally beat cursa gotcha and then everyone returns to you know the mushroom kingdom and stuff and all's well that ends well Cool. Cool. <laughs> so the other game that I played a lot this week, which Shannon scoffed at me when I told him, was uh, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Skyrim. Little little Why? ditty. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No, oh, we've heard of it. You can play it on a refrigerator. You can play it on a washing machine. You can play it on your phone. 
why are you playing this 10 year old game again because i love well a uh they released the anniversary edition uh, <laughs> okay not that long for the 10 year anniversary for it and stuff and during i have the normal game on switch but you can upgrade it to the anniversary edition and it was like 20 bucks or something but it was on sale for like 10 or something so i was like dude awesome you can do fishing now fishing shannon 10 years later you can do fishing but no but i was actually incredibly surprised at the amount of content that they like not only yeah they added fishing i I don't give a shit about fishing but they added (laughs) a ton of weapons and quests and new things that didn't exist before that are i say insane but you're, you're probably not going to think it's as insane. But it's like now <laughs> there's backpacks now, which also increase your carrying capacity. Wow. Yeah, which which are really cool. But now there's like fire arrows and ice arrows and like tons of, and like dragon weapons. Like initially when Skyrim came out, there was like dragon armor and stuff, but there wasn't really like dragon bone daggers or weapons or anything like that. So they added more of that now and some other types of like weapons and stuff that you can craft uh but they also added new spells and like the new spells are game changing to me like there's one that makes it so that you turn invisible for five seconds and you can pick locks expert level and lower instantly like you don't have to do a lot like you can just it's done you just cast a spell go to pick the lock and it's like you want to fucking unlock it yeah i do it's done which makes lock picking so much easier like especially when you're not just like when you're running low on lock picks or just when there's multiple things that you have to unlock in a room like cases and stuff i'm just like bam 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 unlocking it but there's also like this has existed since the original game and i just didn't know about it but for like mass leveling stuff you can like for destruction spells you can mm-hmm. cast this thunder spell like double-handed and while you're doing it you hit map really quick and you travel all the way to the other side of the map and you go from like level 15 to level 93 in destruction <laughs> and it's just like you gain like three levels instantly and that's since like, i didn't know you could do that and that like blew my fucking mind so i've been doing a lot of that this week like a lot of grinding i went from level i was level 64 i think at the beginning of this week now i'm level 95 something like that so i've been grinding a lot of levels and getting stuff up and doing just doing a lot of quests too the newer quests that i didn't do before like i've played skyrim numerous times and i'm even for a 10 year old game i'm doing stuff i've never done in the game before which is Hmm. crazy to me like for one of the spells for telekinesis uh i didn't realize there's actually two uh ways to get it in the game Uh, i got it the one way through the the magic school and stuff but there's apparently another way where you go to what's effectively like this like magic opium den and do magic opium and then you get thrown in jail and there's a dead dude on the ground who has the other tomb and you get it from him and then you have to kind of like bust your way out of there dope yeah and i was like dude i've never done it that way before so 
it was quite the surprise to me. And then now I'm like doing dark brotherhood shit, like murdering people. And I was using shitty daggers. And I'm like, dude, why am I doing this when I can be using the best daggers in the game? So I was like looking up because the first time I got the best dagger in the game on my initial playthrough, but it was a complete accident. Like the quest line, everything. I don't know how I found it or triggered it or whatever. <laughs> so I had to look up a YouTube video this time. Like, where the fuck do I get this quest line to get this dagger? Because you have to collect like the four pieces of it and then it gets put together and then you have to murder the dude and then you get the dagger. So nice. Yeah. So it's well, been fun. I'm glad you're enjoying that game. Again. Hey. Yeah. Okay. You know what? What have you been playing, Shannon? That's so great. <laughs> I've been playing the newest hotness as well. Uh, I've been playing Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Yeah, you're talking about ten-year-old <laughs> games to me on some shit that I played on PSP when I was in high school back in like 2007. Okay. Well, it, my argument for why I'm playing this is because I never got to play it when it was on the PSP when it first came out. So now that they have the remake, I am taking advantage of it um, because I do plan on playing um, the Final Fantasy VII Retrograde um, that I have sitting in my Steam library again. Um, so I kind of wanted to get this story out of the way first so that I could start my Final Fantasy VII again. Um, get used to the controls because from you know what I remember like the control scheme is very similar um, so I'm making my way through there I'm probably in chapter four chapter five right now um, I don't know how many chapters are in that game but um, I'm having fun it's a good game it's coming together um, you know I love to see Sephiroth and Genesis and Angeal like all kind of um, you know, battling it out and trying to, you know, talk and also like just have like the weirdest emo like shenanigans like possible like in in their cinematics. So yeah, it's um it's good. The remake is all right. Um, I was I don't know what I was expecting to be honest, but I was you know the the cutscenes are great. Like the cutscenes have always been great in Square Enix games. Um, like where this game kind of suffers is in those interstitial sequences between like cutscenes, but not gameplay. Like when there's like dialogue, like you know, happening between characters, like that stuff is still super janky. And like that dialogue in that game is super cringy. Like it is just, it is dialogue for the sake of filling empty silence like the, there's no point to it like some of the things that zach says is like so weird like it's so just off-putting in, in the game and it takes me out of it for a minute like i almost have to laugh it's so bad in some spots but um you know it's 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 a good video game like for what it is right like it's it's just a good hack and slash are you playing it on steam deck i am so it's almost like you're playing it on like this generation's PSP. <laughs> the yes, if uh, the best version, yes. <laughs> because I've seen it on the Switch and it is not pretty. But um 
Yeah, I, I would not get it on the Switch. I would get, like <laughs> if you don't have a Steam Deck, I'm like, bro, do yourself a favor and get it on PS5. <laughs> yeah, the I I was really close to getting it on the PS5. I'm glad I got it on the Steam Deck because it's a good game that I can like play like a couple battles and do some like um, side missions in. Um, I do like the way they did the side missions in that game. Like you just basically go to a save point and then you can just go to missions and then you could just basically do all the side missions to get all your um, upgrades for your materia and your summons and, and things like that. So um, I'm way OP for like where I am in the story because I've just spent time doing all of the side missions and like going as far as I can there. Um, so I'm pretty sure I was like at least five or six levels above like where I was supposed to be when I was attacking some of these things. So made my life a lot easier, but uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. I'm just trying to get through it so that I can get on to some other games. So be the year I complete video games. Nice. I know I'm just buying time until uh, tears of the kingdom next month. That's so sad. (laughs) No, it's not (laughs) great. And you're going to have to listen to it for like an entire month. So you better get used to it. I know, maybe, I mean, maybe you will turn my disinterest in the game to interest. Yeah, I hope, I hope. I was like, Shannon, you've spent $60 on worse things. (laughs) I have. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you what, that Lego 2K drive, like, when that comes out, because that comes out, like, I think May, right? Yeah, it comes out middle of May. Yeah, that's going to consume my life. I am also incredibly excited for that. Nice, nice. We can agree on that. Everybody, get ready, because when LEGO 2K comes out, it's all you're going to hear for a month. <laughs> do, do, do you hear sirens? I, I, I do. You know what? This is a good week for them sirens. Why? Because your boy saw John Wick 4. Dude, what did you think? Okay, so I'm going to throw out the severe red flag right now. We are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. So, I want to go I want to go in depth, right? Cuz like I have yeah. some We tipped around toes last time when John Wick was brought up, but now yeah. all bets are off. Consequences. Yes, yes. Uh so I mean, should we just Okay, Donnie Yen. Like hands down probably the best uh nemesis or character in like the franchise so far to me for me uh i love his arc um he's unapologetic he's charismatic he's quirky and just a badass like i mean he's so cool (laughs) dude he's just hilarious and it's like every scene he's in is so good and i love his and john's relationship of like you can tell they're friends and stuff, and neither one of them like really wants to do it, but they're like, oh, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. And then the whole scene at the Osaka Continental and stuff with the doorbells, uh, oh, yeah. so it's like bing bong. He's like boop boop boop. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks out and just blindly shooting everywhere. Yeah, pretty much like sitting in the sitting in the corner eating ramen, and the people are like, "Are you gonna do something?" And he's like, oh, "Man, I guess if I have to." Here we go. And then like he goes in there and just wreck shop. But like the set design of that for the first half of that movie, like from the subway to the Osaka Continental to um what was it? The the room where the um what's it the con not the concierge. Yeah, the concierge and the director or like wh- who's mm-hmm. the head? Like is he is he the director or 
The well, you mean Winston, and then the yeah, yeah. So you had Winston go into that room to talk to um, the head of the what? What were that? What was their names? The, the high uh, table. Yeah. So that that whole like sunset with like the reds and the oranges through the blinds, like all that, like picture that, perfect. The like, giant hourglass on the desk. Yeah, it, down. it was all perfect. Like everything in like those the color design to the placement to the lighting, like it was all phenomenal. Um, like I, I if this movie doesn't get at least nominated for a set design like award like oscar whatever you want to call it like i would be severely disappointed but um dude we got to talk about the ending of the movie yes because john wick dies a lot of people getting murdered this month sonic got murdered now john wick gets murdered (sighs) bro like let me tell you like so you know they have their they have the battle at the end they get their shots in john wick like you know shoots the dude like you know does his thing and like you know it just feels undone like yeah okay so he's free again great like but like the high he didn't do anything against the high table the high table is what he's been going against like for these four movies and like for him not for me not to see him go up against these people or find out who these people are like create that arc like i that's what i wanted to see right i wanted to see him like murk this dude and then be like high tables next like i'm taking this whole thing down and like for him to just sit on the stairs and be like oh i'm done like you know <laughs> and fall over i was like really really dude, well, so when that happened and then it panned to the tombstone Mm-hmm. I my mouth was like open the entire I was like, no way did they just fucking do this. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing too, is there was like so there was a guy who was sitting behind me in the theater and he was like, Did you notice the dog? And I was like, What dog? And he was like, The dog that you know, the the you know, the underground king, Lawrence Fishburne's character. Like, did you notice the dog looks over, like, to the side, like, stops and looks over it? And do you remember what happened in, like, the first one where, like, you know, they're at the they're at the funeral or whatever? And, like, you look over, the dog looks over and John Wick's standing behind, like, one of the trees. And I was like, I don't remember that, but uh, I'll take your word for it. And he's like, yeah, he's like, the dude's not dead. Like, John Wick's not dead. I'm telling you right now. I was like, okay, like, strong theory, but who knows? So, I have... I also have theories as to why John would be alive. But my, so my theories are like, yes, they could end it right here. Like if they just want to be done. I mean, I know we're getting the ballerina movie. I know we're getting the continental TV show and stuff. Like, so there's still stuff going on in the universe, but without John wick, but it's like, there's the whole scene when they're on the boat, and talking about what they want on their tombstones. And then mm-hmm. John and Winston have that moment where John's like loving husband. Like that's well. And it's like, they make this like, I, it's like intentionally dragged on and very long, like between the two of them, like something is set up almost like at the end of three, when like right before, like John got like shot off the building, like a kind of like, you know, kind of, we both know kind of what has to happen sort of deal like he's basically telling winston like i know what we're going like what we're doing here 
and this is like what i want on it's like pre-planning basically like i know this is happening mm-hmm. uh and it's like that coupled with i like you really think for john wick's funeral like he went to, at his wife's funeral like there was all these people at it and like the dude that john used to work with and what it's like you really think these are the only two people that would come to like john wick's funeral like Halle Berry or whatever, like wouldn't come or like mm. any of the other people that like John saved just, it's just the Bowery King and Winston. Like, like I'm not buying that. Uh, but I do think it would be really cool if, so say he's like dead for a while and everyone's like, okay, well his arc's done. Like why would he's out? Why would he come back? But at the same time, that's exactly how this franchise started is he was out and he came back. Mm-hmm. So it's not crazy to believe that he would come back again. And my theory would be that, say like Halle Berry's daughter or something that was mentioned in the one movie that John apparently knows where she is, but she didn't want, Halle Berry didn't want to know where she was to protect her or whatever. So what if the high table now that John's gone, John rattled the high table because he beat them in a duel, whatever, starts going after John's accomplices and stuff, goes after her daughter, and she doesn't know where her daughter is. So then she enlists the help of a very much still alive John Wick in order to go rescue her daughter from the high table. And John realizes the only way this is ever going to end is if the high table is just gone. And then so John puts together a team of six to seven people, and it's him, Halle Berry, nobody, the the black dude from two or whatever that got like stabbed in the chest, uh mm-hmm. um Kane, uh the daughter of the Continental mm-hmm. Osaka one that got murdered. Like it's like all of them, and it's like, okay, my six versus your six we see you in the streets we fucking fight and whoever if we win we get your seat at the table and so it's like them going head to head with the high table and like ends with them basically assembling the new high table it's like the avengers in the john wick universe i like it yeah so that's like my that's my pitch for john wick five nice <laughs> thank you thank now you Yes, I know. I know both Keanu Reeves and the director for John Wick had said that they wanted to take a break um, from doing the movies because I guess they were just so physically demanding. But Keanu Reeves is not getting any younger, so you know, I mean, like they gotta kind of maybe take a year off and then kind of get back into it again. But you know, I would I would hate to see the franchise end there. Um, did you stay for the final scene, the after trailer scene? The first time I watched it, I did not because I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't even look up if there was anything after the credits. And then when I uh-huh. heard there was something, I was like, God damn it. So the second time I saw it, I did mm-hmm. stay for the after credit with Kane and the, the chick's going to fucking box cutter him in the throat. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was, <laughs> so that's the other thing, too, because like the guy behind us in the movie theater, he was like, stay until the end, stay until the end. There's a bonus scene. There's a bonus scene. I was like, okay, this is where they're going to like, you know, make you think that John Wick is dead. And then like, you're going to see just like his hair or something as he's like walking down the street. You're not even going to see him. It's just going to be like the thought of him. Right. 
And then like they showed that one other scene and I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm, I'm over this. This is dumb. Um, so yeah, I was a little disappointed there. But what was your favorite death in the movie? Oh man, favorite death. <sighs> well, no, I'll tell you my favorite scene in the entire movie is when it goes straight up hotline Miami above the head and he has uh-huh. the dragon's breath round shit. And he's just like going from room <laughs> to room. You just see him like diving through windows, boom, boom. And he just murders like 80 fucking people in the span of five <laughs> minutes. That was so good. I was like punching my leg the entire time during that scene at how amazing it was. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Uh, I basically laughed at that sequence just because like he didn't shoot like people once with dragon breath like he shot them multiple times like yeah. there were some dudes in there that were getting lit up like a marshmallow like over a campfire <laughs> like, it was just I'm, it was hilarious to watch him get pummeled repetitively with that stuff but my actual favorite death probably would be the the dude on the stairs that gets pissed on by the dog that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah that was pretty cool uh, that was a good turning point, too, because, like, you know, John Wick sees the dog about ready to get blown out of those, you know, blown away. And, like, he sh- ends up shooting the dude instead of shooting the dog, which was um, not even, like, two minutes before was trained on him uh, to, like, you know, get him. Uh, so it was a good it was a good switch. You know, that was a good like he's on my side now. Um, I would have to say probably one of the most the one of the favorite ones for me was. Uh, when Donnie Yen was in the restaurant and he gets that dude up against the um, he gets that dude up against the counter and mm-hmm. just like rock him, sock him robot styles his oh, yeah. face, like 20 <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. And he then, makes the dude, he's going to shoot him and he's like, pop, 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 pop. Yeah. And then the, uh, the roundabout when the two dudes get hit by the car and they ragdoll up in the air and John wick is just like, well, I, I don't know if they're dead yet, so I'm going to shoot them. And he shoots them like 20 times while they're <laughs> while they're ragdolling through the air. I, I had to, I, I put my drink down because I was laughing so hard. I just had to, yeah, I had to take a break there. <laughs> the death scenes are a little, yeah, they're yeah. crazy. I did. I really liked by the end of the movie. I was like, dude, I loved nobody. Mm-hmm. He was so yeah, he was good, right. dude. And the one scene where he has. He has the backpack and then he like pulls it out and it becomes like a bulletproof vest that blew mm. my mind. I thought that was so he has the gun like it's just like bop bop bop. Yeah, he was he was a savage. Like he was straight up like a threat. I think he was probably one of the only people. I think he was more of a threat to John Wick than uh than uh, Donnie Yen's character was. Yeah. But um trying to think if there was anything else in that movie that I really wanted to discuss. Um I can't really I don't really think so. I think I think in a lot of scenes they leaned really heavily on his bulletproof suit, <laughs> like his his yeah. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, this movie like that suit put in work. Like I noticed that the transition from three to four. I noticed multiple things in this movie. Like a yes, the transition from like one through three to four. A the suit took like before even originally it's like oh you know even if he got shot wearing the suit whatever he'd still fly back or do whatever this one's like completely unfazed he's just yeah. nope, we're, we're keeping going like not even touching me uh and then like yeah in one through three dude he's like his face is all bloody he gets like so fucked up and this one he's like pristine until the very end and i also noticed during the whole uh like continental osaka raid 
he was doing that roll move a ton. Like every five <laughs> minutes, he's like, roll move, roll move. Like he just kept like alligator barrel rolling fuckers left and right. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like every time he was just like, get him. And then he's on the ground. He's like, pop, pop. And then gets up, does it to the next dude. And he's like, pop, pop. <laughs> yeah. And the, I don't know how many times you can get thrown down. You can get thrown down 160 flights of stairs. That was funny. Steps. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude, when he got all the way to the top, I kicked down. It's like, oh man, that's heartbreaking. And then it keeps going. Like everyone in the theater was dying. Like you could hear the dude all the way in the back. I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a there was a so that when I went to see it, I saw it in Hawaii. I saw it in the small mom and pop like shop thing, and they had like three movie showings for it, right? It was like 340 and i was like it's 350 we, we just missed the trailer so like let's just get into the movie and there was me and my wife there was this dude and his friend and then there was some drunk dude who was trying to sleep off last night like over in the corner and like that dude over in the corner like was trying to mystery science theater 3000 this movie like the whole time and he was just sitting there and he was like <laughs> like anytime somebody got killed he was like got him or like airmail like when he would like you know throw somebody or something <laughs> like that and like so like for like 20 minutes like we were putting up with this guy like throughout like you know some of these action sequences and if he didn't get like a laugh or he didn't get like a chuckle out of somebody he would just say it again and again and again and so finally about like 30 minutes in the two guys behind me they were like hey drunko and he's like yeah and they're like shut the fuck up <laughs> and he was just like all right all right <laughs> and then after that he went back to bed and like you know he was just out for the rest of the movie but um but yeah it, it was a uh, it was a different movie going experience in hawaii seeing this movie i'll tell you that much that's great uh, it's funny that they actually spoke up and said something that's pretty good well yeah i mean the i mean it would be one thing if the dude was actually funny but like the dude was just saying stuff that wasn't even like i mean airmail like why why say airmail like i mean like i haven't heard that in like ever jesus airmail. christ airmail <laughs> <laughs> i think he said return to sender once too and i was like <laughs> I, I i don't get it you the dude just got shot in the head you're not returning him to any, you're not returning him anywhere he's dead <laughs> well you know once you got about like two-thirds of a four loco in you shannon it'll all click together <laughs> it's been really hard for me not to want to rent cocaine bear like i see it on uh on apple tv plus hey you can rent this for like 4.99 i was like do i need to see this movie because i sat in a movie theater and i do not remember a single portion of it <laughs> should be like watching it for the first time they will like there'll be surprises left and right so i also saw a movie this week and that would be the super mario brothers movie Bro, don't ruin it for me because uh, my son saw it. Well, that's the whole reason I went to see John Wick is because like my in-laws took my son to go see the Mario movie. And I was like, this cannot stand. I need to see a movie. <laughs> so don't spoil it too much. No, I'm not going to spoil it. So I thought it was great. Like I'm not going to say anything spoiler-wise, just that. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a fun, it was a like fun 90-minute movie. There's tons of references to i'd say almost every single like mainline like mario game like throughout mm -hmm. just hidden easter eggs everywhere and i'm sure there's like a ton that i missed 
and I, I really want to watch it again to try and like look for more stuff in the background but it's like the music was great the sound effects were great uh, they do so many things that are like so true to like the mario like series and stuff like that that i was really impressed that they did um but i know a lot of i know some people who were like disappointed by it and i don't really get that like they were like oh it's just you know it was just pretty to look at but the plot had no substance and did it. mm-hmm. it's like dude have you ever played a fucking mario game in your life <laughs> like what plot thing gets taken go oh peach is stolen go get peach oh bowser took the grand star better fucking go collect seven other stars to fight like it's the same shit every time like i don't know what you're <laughs> expecting like you're expecting some lego ass movie fucking metaphor for neglecting your child like i don't know what you want bro it was a good first movie for nintendo played it incredibly safe and it paid off and it was incredibly good and you know it's like they're not gonna have like mario fucking murder some dude or do whatever like no it it was just a fun family movie and i'm sure we're gonna get another one there is a post-credit scene so you Mm -hmm. will stay for after the movie for that but you know, it was it was a good time. So who has the best performance in the movie? Oh, Jack Black, hands down. Okay. Jack Black killed it. It was like hilarious. Like the yeah. entire anytime Jack Black was basically on screen, I was laughing. Like <laughs> That's he, awesome. he nailed Bowser. I will say, like voice wise, Chris Pratt did a really good job. Really? I yes. I think he did a good job. Like, they explain, like, they explain why his voice kind of is the way it is. But there are, (laughs) there are points, though, where Chris Pratt and Charlie Day do the actual, like, like, do that voice, and they Mm -hmm. do it extremely well. Okay. Like, so they do actually do the legit voice in parts of the movie. Like, it's not just... It's a me, Chris Pratt, like the <laughs> But now I heard that uh, there's a song in there that Bowser sings called Peaches. Yes, that and is. It's getting a lot of flack. Of it's getting flack. Yeah, a lot of people are a lot of people throwing shade on the Peaches song because they're saying it's right. going to be nominated for like an Oscar for like uh, a good like one of the best songs in a movie. And I'm curious what your take is on this. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the song. I thought it was funny. It would be hilarious for it to get nominated. Uh, <laughs> Is it like a play on like Pot USA's like Peaches song where Jack Black just changed it to make it more video game related? I mean, do you want me to tell you? I mean, I mean it's I don't think it's going to spoil any of the movie to know that there's a song in there. Okay, I think part of the flack is cuz literally 80% of the song is just him saying peaches over and over again. Okay. But it's like the way he's saying it, because he's uh-huh. basically paying piano. He's like, peaches. And he's like, peaches. And like, peaches. And he starts like doing the Jack Black, like, lose like, oh, and it's like montages of like peach and stuff as he's like playing it, like losing his shit over it. <laughs> okay. And, I mean, and that's like the entire song, but it was like an incredibly like fun 
moment. So I think that's why people are like, dude, it's just him saying peaches over and over again with <laughs> different dialects in his voice. But good. good. It was entertaining. Is there a favorite nod that you got in the movie? Uh, like, was there something that stood out to you that was like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted to see in my Mario movie? There, so there's multiple moments where I, I was like, oh my, like, because I went with Matt and both me and Matt the entire time were like hitting each other. And he's like, dude, did you see the way? He's like, yeah, dude, did you? So we had that like the entire 90 minutes. Uh-huh. And there was multiple times where there was not only nods to Mario games, but other games as well. Supposedly, mm-hmm. uh, I heard there's a nod to Sunshine. I did. I missed it. I didn't see it, but I do want to go back and watch. Supposedly, there is like something sunshine related somewhere in like Mushroom Kingdom when they're kind of walking through the little toad town because there's lots of stores and whatever. And like you get to see the cap store from Odyssey and you also get to see the desert land or whatever, like in like a little montage thing from Odyssey. And then they like make a reference like peach says some line about like, Oh, there's an entire galaxy out there. So it's like a reference to galaxy and mm. peach's castle is entirely like the castle from N 64 with like the paintings on the walls and whatever. Um, my, my favorite nod was at one point in the movie, Luigi's cell phone rings and his ringtone is the GameCube startup noise. It's that. And the picture of like the contact on his phone is the default icon for the me logo. So <laughs> okay. it's like, there's like tons of little shit like that, that it was just like, Oh man, like it's hilarious. And like, like there's references to punch out and star Fox. It just like, in like around and stuff like you know there's like oh like this and this and this and uh what was one of the other ones like i don't want to give them all away because i know i want you to watch it but those are like some of my favorites like at one point when mario's jumping he does like the triple jump where he does like the flip and stuff and it's like i thought that was really cool because that's like in the actual video game like when you triple jump that is exactly what he does Mm-hmm. So the fact that he did it exactly how he does it in the game, I thought that was really cool. Nice. Well, awesome. So would you say this is better than the Sonic movie? So I haven't watched Sonic 2, okay. but I'd say it's different. Like, I feel like in terms of like an actual plot like for the movie and stuff like Sonic is probably better but in terms of like me being a Nintendo kid and like growing up with the whatever 1993 whatever fucking Super Mario movie to Mm -hmm. this I'm like dude kids have it so fucking good these days (laughs) like the movie's super enjoyable it's one of those where you know, like is it plot wise and stuff, there's not like a shit ton going on. Like it's not hard to follow, but it doesn't drag out. Like you pretty much go from A to B to C to like get where you're going. But 
overall, like I thought it was a good movie and I'm really hoping like I would love to get like Super Mario Bros. 2 and have it like start out with them like taking a vacation or something and then be like on Delfino Isle or something from Sunshine. Like there's so many other references to stuff that they can pull for or Mario get hit by like something heavy and then he kind of comes up and he looks like Paper Mario for a second and then spins <laughs> out and he's like back to normal again. Like I would love some shit like that. <laughs> That's like, right. there's still so many other things that they could reference and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they do have, what, like, 30 years worth of material to kind of go with, so. Yeah. Yeah. Rad. Well, uh, anything else you want to spoil, talk about, TV? You know, anything? I think I think we got ourselves a, a podcast, Shannon. Nice. Uh, so you want me to uh, to land this plane? Yeah, or do you want to bring it in? No, you're the land this bad boy. <laughs> Aloha. Uh, okay, so uh well thank you everybody for listening to another riveting uh episode of That Pixel Life. Uh please, if you like us, um, you know, leave us a review wherever you download our podcast at, whether it be Spotify or Apple, iTunes, anything like that. Please um leave us a review, it helps us out. Um also you can follow us on Discord. Uh Zach's still running our Twitter account. Um, so you know, add us you know let us know how we're doing uh maybe if you have thoughts on john wick or the mario movie you can go into our movie and spoiler talk area on discord and leave your thoughts um you know i put up a pretty funny meme in our meme tastic category the other day that nobody really responded to but um you know you got to keep trying you got to put some got to put those shots on the net occasionally one of them will go in um but yeah hope everybody has a great week uh, we will be back soon, and so will Zach. Uh, everybody, send him your love. Uh, and Justin, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, "Hey guys, go be great." And it's pronounced Ahsoka, not Ashuka. <laughs> boy, Shane, you get that wrong. I tell you what, boy, give you a whooping of a lifetime. <laughs> Kenobi, get over here. I'm going to teach you how to give an old-fashioned butt whooping. <laughs>